we are we're starting a new series this morning. So, so we who enjoyed the last like four weeks? This better story that God has for us, um, and I hope that we have kind of taken that on board. There's, the, there's some of those things that we we have to keep reminding ourselves of. Make it a habit that we're that we're telling ourselves that those things. Um, but we're starting a bit of a new one. Uh, we're just going to spend a few weeks looking at some Old Testament stories. Now we've done this oh, in the past. We we kind of have a look at a few quite popular stories, stories that we may have heard. Some of us in in Sunday school, or you may have heard, even if you didn't grow up in Sunday school, there they're kind of that popular or that famous. We're looking at Three stories um, that may not be quite up there as far as like the Old Testament's greatest hits, but the one this morning is probably you you'll know it. I, I think most people in the room might have heard it or or something around it. Uh, but we believe that the Bible is the Word of God, right? That actually um, the Bible shows us who God is, shows us what his character is like. It allows us to hear from God, right, the Bible. We believe that it's, it's like a living word, right? We've talked about this a, a fair few times, that, that we can look at the same story. And if we are open to God's leading, the Holy Spirit can, can talk to us afresh each time we look at that story. Do you, do you believe the same thing? Are you with me? Um, and we love that the, I love that the, the story of the Bible, the big ark, is a big story of redemption, right? And I love that when we look for it in the Old Testament, we can see Jesus in the Old Testament. That we can see God at work in the Old Testament. And there are things that point us in the Old Testament to Jesus. I think sometimes we can err on the side that the Old Testament is the old part that we don't have to worry about anymore. But actually, the Old Testament is still God's Word. It still shows us the character of God. It shows us how faithful He's been in the past and how we will continue to be faithful. And, uh, and I also believe that it quite often points us to who Jesus is as well. So we're going to take a, a few weeks to look at, at those stories. Now, there are a couple of obscure ones coming. I think week three is, is something that maybe some of you have never heard the story, but I found it intriguing, so we're going to do it. Uh, I believe that God can speak to us through these old stories, right? And we want that this morning, that God moves, that he, that he shows us something that, that isn't just head knowledge, because we're not interested in head knowledge, just head knowledge. We want something that transforms our life. Something that means how we live our life is different, right? How we become more and more like Jesus every day. So let's pray for that right now. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us through your word. And this morning we ask that it's transformative. Um, uh, We ask that you do something in us that makes us more and more like Jesus. That has an impact right now. We thank you for the impact it will have for eternity. But we also ask for the impact in our very lives today. Amen? Amen. So we're looking at the book of Daniel this morning. Does anyone enjoy looking through the book of Daniel? It's, it's pretty, 
Daniel's got his hand up at the back. So Ryan, but Daniel's loving Daniel. So that's good. Uh, it's a great read. So we're not going to read the whole book of Daniel this morning. But can I tell you that if you decided to this afternoon, you'd get through the book of Daniel probably in one sitting, right? If not, a couple. Uh, but I love, I love some of the stories in there. And we're, we're looking at a particular one this morning. And I just want to give you some of the context of, of where we're finding ourselves in Daniel. We know that it's important to know that we're not just taking a story out of the context of what's happened. The context is that it's, it's like the 6th century BC, before Jesus. And uh, God actually allows Jerusalem to fall to King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, I'll say that a few times. Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, and, and Jerusalem to fall to the Babylonians, right? And so the Babylonians kind of take the city and with that, they take a whole bunch of people back with them to Babylon. Uh, there's, a, there's a heap of uh, some of the prophets. A lot of stuff is written out of that exile in Babylon. A, a lot of the framing of like some of that Old Testament. Anyway, they, as they take the people, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, asks one of his court officials um, to find some noble young men in the group of Israelites that they've taken um, without, without any physical defect is what it says. They had to be handsome. Uh, they showed aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand and qualified to serve in the king's palace. So the king asked these officials to go and choose some men. And we see uh, that these men were then to learn the language, they were then to learn the, the, the way of life of the Babylonians. And four of the men that uh, this, this official chose were, were Daniel and three others. Now, you may not recognize their names because we don't usually call them these names. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Now, in the end, they changed their names to be Babylonian names, and they're the names that we're probably more familiar with. Daniel, was cha- his name was changed to Belteshazzar, yeah? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. It's, um, my kids' school, their houses are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego, do, do people say Abednego? Is that an American thing? Anyway, anyway. Abednego, I always think of Bendigo. Yeah, Abednego. Uh, Now, Daniel, uh, after they were chosen, Daniel wanted to make sure that he was keeping to Jewish law, right? And and as kind of the servants of the king, um, they were able to have access to the royal food and wine. But Daniel actually says really early on, he's like, I can't partake in the king's food and wine. And there's a story kind of near the start of Daniel where, where he convinced their guard to let these guys, the four boys, not partake in the king's food and his wine so that they would remain kind of clean to their law. And he, and he asked the guard, if, can we just have veggies? Just, just, give us, just give us veggies and water. And... Then give us 10 days, because the official, the guard, was kind of worried. If you only have veggies, you're going to end up being 
like really skinny and not strong enough to carry out the work. You're going to look ill. And so Daniel says, well, give us 10 days. Just give us veg and water. And at the end of that 10 days, assess us then. And after the 10 days, we find out that actually all the boys, the four boys actually start looking stronger than everybody else. And so they were able to keep, uh, they were able to, keep to their law. They were able to keep their, their food laws and they were able to stand apart already right at the start. We then hear, and if you read through Daniel, that Daniel goes on to have quite a few prophetic dreams uh, and we're not focusing so much on Daniel this morning. We're going to focus instead on Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, uh, ends up building a statue. Now it's it's a huge statue, 90 feet tall, the Bible tells us. 90 feet tall, that's pretty massive. Uh, and Nebuchadnezzar had a fairly big ego. Remember, Babylon are, are a power. They, they've conquered some things. And he's, as the king, has this big ego that they are great and he is great. And he kind of put a decree out that any time the music would be playing, that everybody had to bow to this big, big statue. And if they didn't, then they would be thrown into a fiery furnace. A fiery furnace. Well, our boys, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, would not bow. So when the music came on, these guys, they're like, well, we're not bowing to, to anything that isn't our God. We're not bowing to this statue. After, it seems like it must have happened a few times and someone snitched on him. And someone told the king and the officials that, that actually the, these guys, this crew, weren't bowing down to this statue. So the king was furious. And he sent these three boys to the furnace. And because he was so angry, he actually asked that the furnace get ramped up. He wanted it as hot as it possibly could go. And the story tells us that, that the guards and the officials who, who took the boys and tied them up and put them into the furnace, the furnace was so hot that they actually burnt up trying to put them into the furnace. Now, I always had a picture in my head that it was like a door with a glass window, the furnace which is insane, but it was like a big archway probably. It would have been an open kind of doorway that this furnace was, was done in, in maybe a big tower. Um, and these boys were put into the furnace. But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, didn't burn up. In fact, it says that their ties were loosed because I'm imagining they kind of burnt off. And they were walking around. The king could see them. And he called his guards and he asked, now, guards, you put in, you put in three men, right? And they're like, yeah, come on. You sent them in. Three men, yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And the king says, uh, well, I can see a fourth in there. And it looks like it's a son of God, like, in there with them. The king got closer to the furnace and he called the, the guys out of the furnace. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire. And I'm going to read starting at verse 27, just the end of, of the story. 
and the satraps, prefects, governors and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. This is a crazy story, right? Crazy. Now, I remember being a kid hearing this and thinking, that's a cool story. And because we've heard it so many times, maybe we're missing how insane the story is. The three guys get sent into a a furnace where the people who brought them in were burnt up. And not only that, but appears a fourth man with them. That they could see, that the king could see, that the people around were able to see. So in this crazy story, what is there for us today? And I'm going to say something that's pretty cliche. Please forgive me that it's cliche, but can I tell you it's cliche because it's true. Life isn't easy. Right? It's cliche, we hear it all the time. Life isn't easy. Let's remember the backstory with these guys. Israel has just been defeated. Jerusalem has been taken over. They've been captured and put in a foreign land. They only ate veggies. That sounds terrible. (laughs) These guys could tell you that life, these guys, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel even, could tell you that life wasn't easy. Sometimes, and I'm sure you know, sometimes you get dealt a rotten hand sometimes, right? Things don't go your way. Even when you live righteously. Even even when you feel like you're doing all the right things. Even when you obey all the laws, all the commands. Even when you live righteously. Sometimes things go wrong. And this morning, can I tell you, that there are going to be times in your life if you haven't experienced yet where you will be standing in fire. That sounds similar to last week, bad news. But can I tell you there is great hope in this story for us this morning. You see, like we talked a little bit about last week, whatever it is that you are facing in life right now, Whatever that fire might be, just like last week, I can tell you that God is with us. And I know that people are facing all sorts of things at the moment. I know that there are people who can testify to facing all sorts of things in the past. But this morning, the good news is that God is with you in those moments. It doesn't mean that we don't have to go through the fire, though. 
right? Man, I wish we didn't sometimes. Can I tell you, we sing it, God is good, right? But we still, there are times where God doesn't rescue us from having to go through the fire. What he does is he makes sure that he's with you with what you're enduring. It will happen. I've already said that. The fire will happen. And like I've said already, it doesn't matter how holy we are. It doesn't matter uh, like, like how righteous we've been. We still will face the fire. For some of us, it might be that we face cancer. We know how random cancer is. For some of us, we face disaster, right? The unexplainable disaster. We know even when we are living right, the relationship breakdown happens. We know that there's grief. We know that work can be hard. We know that sometimes family life and our kids are a battle. We will face these types of fights. But listen to this. This is from John 16.33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. This is Jesus talking. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart. Take heart because I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. We will face a fire. But he can bring us through it, right? And I don't mean like, Okay, guys, you're about to face the fire. I'll see you on the other side. That's not what Jesus does, right? He doesn't go, yeah, I'll see you once you're through that. I'll be here at the other end, you know. It's actually that he will be with you. Another massive cliche in the Christian world, and I'm sure some of the older guys in the room will know, and maybe some of the younger guys may have heard it talked about in a joke way, but the old footprints in the sand. Has anyone ever heard that? Yeah, I can tell you that every, like, every pastor's office that I went in as a kid always had the footprints on the sand. And it talks about, you know, those times in life where, where you realise that there's, there's only one footprint. And the, the way the story goes is, well, they're the times where Jesus was carrying us, right? God doesn't abandon us, say, You'll face your fire. I'll see you on the other side. He goes, I'm going to walk with you and through it with you that I will not leave you. Deuteronomy 31, 6. We looked at it last week. 6 and 8 both say very similar things. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you and this is the big one. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. We hold, we hold that tight, don't we? That God is our anchor. When we do face that fire, it will happen. We will sit in the middle of it. But God will be with us in those moments. He'll be with us. We mentioned it earlier in worship. 
Those are the moments where it's hard to see that God's with us though, isn't it? So I just, I want to take a moment and we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit reveals to you if this is one of those moments, you feel like you're going through a bit of a fire moment, things are tough. I want to pray for you right now that the Holy Spirit reveals how the Father is at work in your life. How Jesus is with you in these moments. Is that okay? Let's, let's bow our heads and pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're with us, you're our helper, that you comfort us, that you guide us. But even more importantly, Holy Spirit, you point us to Jesus. I just ask for anyone who is in a fire moment, anyone who life just isn't easy at the moment. There's blow after blow. I ask Holy Spirit that you reveal, that you open our eyes, that we might see that God is with us. That not only is He with us, but He is for us. That He will guide, that He will strengthen that we can have courage when facing the hardest moments. Holy Spirit, reveal that Jesus is with us. Amen. In those moments where you feel like you're alone, can I tell you that's that's a powerful prayer, isn't it? God, reveal yourself. Show me where you are right now in this moment. After the fire, it tells us that they came out. Not a hair on their head was singed. And I love this line, holding on to this line. Without the smell of smoke on them. Can I tell you that I walked past a fire pit last week and I smelt the smoke on my jumper for days afterwards. You only have to be close to a fire and that that smoke catches on you, right? Gets in your hair, it gets in your in your if you've got hair, uh, in your beard. Um, it, it it stays with you as soon as you're near fire, and it says that they didn't have the smell of smoke on them. We have a God who heals and restores. That the fire may seem hard at the time. Can I tell you that God promises the fire won't destroy us? The fire will not destroy us. But that afterwards, that there is healing and restoration. Not kind of like, a half version of who you were, but a restoration made complete and whole again. Now I'm saying trauma is real, right? We know that trauma is real and it it has an effect on us. Life can really hit us. But this morning, my hope, And what I believe is that God can restore and He can renew to the point where there's not even the smell of smoke anymore. 1 Peter 5.10 And then 
after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in His eternity, His eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, He will set you firmly in place and build you up. What a promise to hold on to, hey? Personally, powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Life isn't easy. There are going to be hard times. There are going to be fires. We have something to hold on to though, don't we? The hope of Jesus, that He is with us, that God is with us, alongside us. But also, when we face those moments, that God will powerfully, personally, Restore and renew. I really want to move into a time where we pray for that healing. I know that some of us have faced things in our lives and and we feel like maybe we haven't fully recovered. And like I said, trauma is real. I believe God's powerful and there are professional services that we need to not ignore. But maybe this morning in prayer that Jesus said He will personally and powerfully restore and renew. I want to pray that over you guys this morning. I want us to pray that over each other this morning. We're going to do something very similar to what we've already done this morning. And this isn't to embarrass, this isn't, there's no shame. Can I tell you? There's no condemnation, there's no judgment in this room, right? But if, if things have been tough, if there's still lingering hurt and pain and you want to experience that renewal, the full renewal, the making you stronger than ever, you still feel like you need that, I'm going to invite you to just stand where you are because we want to gather as community and pray for each other, right? That Jesus shows up powerfully, personally. Let's pray. God, we thank you for a story that is thousands of years old. And we thank you that your word and you speak to us today. We thank you for your character that is faithful that is loving and sticks beside. And we thank You that You are a God of resurrection and renewal and restoration. We ask that You move powerfully this morning. I just invite anyone who, who wants that, Maybe there is that lingering hurt. Feel like the smoke's well and truly still attached. We want to pray for that full healing restoration. So I invite you, if you're brave enough, just to stand where you are. And we we want to get some people around and pray together. Let's do it.
you're near someone who's standing, you, you might you might just want to get around, pray. Holy Spirit, in these moments, we we pray that you come and restore. We pray for healing in and through your powerful name, Jesus. We don't ask for partial restoration. We ask for full renewal. We ask for a a knitting back together, a completeness. In and through the name of Jesus, the only name that can do it, the only name that can save. And we ask that you We thank you that you do it powerfully, but you also do it personally. And I ask for everyone in this space that, that you, Holy Spirit, you do that work, you continue that work. We're just going to take a couple of minutes. You may feel led to pray for someone else, or, or you might want to get up and, and pray for any of these guys here, but we're just going to leave it in this atmosphere just for a couple of minutes.
God is good. And God's working, right? God is renewing, restoring. And again, God is with us. Oh man, do we have to say that so many times a day until we just know it, right? We, we talked about that a few weeks ago. It's one of those things that we have to keep reminding ourselves that God is with us. We praise God because of victories this morning. We thank Him for what He's doing. And God, we ask that You might seal these things. Holy Spirit, seal them, protect. We thank You that this is only Your work, Jesus. We, uh, we speak protection over those who have asked for prayer this morning. We ask for protection over their heads and their thoughts, over their hearts, that they may not listen to the lies coming this week. And we pray that in and through the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. going to kind of finish up, but we might just be conscious of what's going on, that there are people still talking and praying. Um, I'm sure the boys would be happy to make more coffee outside if that's where you want to go. Uh, if you've got children to collect, please do that. Let's just be mindful of each other in that space. I want to encourage again, and I know we've said it before, but I love community and I love the way God speaks to us through each other too. That if there's something that you feel led to tell someone else, a prayer or, or a word that you believe that God's placed on your heart, please share with each other, right? Be brave and do that. Good morning, everyone. Have a blessed week.